Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. That's right. You get a third one for tonight. Ooh, look at you. You get a third podcast. I promise you it's going to be low key. It's going to, you know, it's going to be so low key. You're going to think I'm stoned, but I haven't been stoned in a long time. So stay tuned. Dr. Zeus podcast coming up. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. You know, this microphone, it's kind of sexy. You know, you speak into it, it makes you sound a little more buffer than you actually are. You know, it's like that funhouse mirror, you know. It's something out of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And we're a month away from Halloween. You know, I'm already ready. I'm already channeling the nightmare before Christmas. Um... I did do something a little crazy, so I have the Mandalorian. I got the Funko Pops. I'm not trying to be a collector, but I have the little Yoda, um, and I have the big Yoda. And I took the little Yoda out of the box, you know. I know the, the collectors are, like, screaming and crying, No, don't take it. Who cares? Who cares? You know, um, you know, I'm a kid at heart. Maybe that's why you get you get three shows. You get three shows in one day. You know, this one's going to be a little longer than the usual one. Um, and, uh, yeah. It, I mean, I'm, I'm planning to have a guest on, on Saturday, you know, if it all works out. You know, and we were discussing things and, you know, but I thought, let's just talk about some low key stuff, you know, very low key. Tomorrow, though, is not low key. Tomorrow is the 19th anniversary of 9-11. Next year is the 20th anniversary. It truly was a moment where everyone just stopped. Everything just stopped. I'll never forget that that experience i remember um an acquaintance and i were going to the mall and they closed the mall down and i was just like what and they didn't open it for a couple of days and i think i remember going there on the weekend um with my cousin to uh buy a cd you know, because music, music not only makes me high, it gets me in the vibe, you know, you you, you got to relax to that. And um, yeah, you know, it, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. I think I was in college. I was about 20, not yet 21, you know. You know, the thing with turning 21, it's not really all it's cracked up to be. I think, oh, I get to go to a club or I get to drink. I never was really much of a drinker. And when I did have a drink, it was like, eh, you know. I mean, I can remember the first time I got shit-faced. And it was at a concert. And when it's at a concert, it's a different kind of thing. Now I can enjoy the concerts. But back then, I wasn't really into the band. You know, it was truly a social experience. I went with someone and, 
you know, he said, if the opening act sucks, I'll buy you a drink. And I said, okay. Oh, they didn't suck, but he's, he's still, you know, you think, okay, three Long Island iced teas later. And I didn't eat anything. And all I remember is spitting up when we were outside. The show was over. We bought the tickets off of, um, um, uh, off of a scalper, I think, you know, gave him money and boom, there we were in. And, um, you know, yeah, it, it was an experience. It was about 18 years ago. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it, I don't know. Like I said, it was, it was, it was a social experience. You know, I don't drink anymore at concerts. I remember I took a friend. We went to see Deftones in 2007. Um, they had the original bass player, Chi Chang. May he rest in peace. And she had a drink. I didn't have a drink. And then she came back and she was drunk. And she's like swaying with her eyes closed like she's Stevie Wonder you know, sway into the music. And then she says, those girls, I think they put something in my drink. And I'm like, uh-huh. And she just kind of took off for a bit. And I thought, you know, and she was my friend. Um, but at the same time, I later said to her, I, she didn't take offense to this. I said, you know, if I were you, I wouldn't go off with strange people that you don't know for a drink. And she's like, well, they seemed cool. And I said, okay, here's the, here's the difference between you and I. Okay, I have a little more street smarts than that. I know you don't do that. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're kind of right. Um, I haven't spoken to her in a while. I remember we were in San Francisco and we went to, I think, Barnes & Noble. And it was, you had to take the elevator to get there. Or was it an escalator? <laughs> Either way, you had to get there. And I remember at one point, she didn't want to go to a concert. And I was like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, oh, the homeless. And I said, what, what about them? Well, they, they, I'm scared. I said, oh, they're not going to do anything to you. Jeez. This is San Francisco. Chill out. We went down there and I said, you know what? Just be cool. Be cool. No street smarts whatsoever. Whatsoever. You know, hopefully now she's changed her tune, you know, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, when I go out now, I can't drink at all. So for health reasons. So like if I go to a concert, <laughs> when I go to them, you know, Next month, we were supposed to go see Cher. And that's not going to happen. Because you got to remember, Cher is 74 years old. Cher's is born the same year as my dad. Um, she's got a 90-something-year-old mother. I don't think she's going to risk all that just to do a show for us. You know, and, and she loved... Here, when I told people I was going to go see Cher, they were kind of stunned. Like, wait a minute. You're going from seeing a hard rock band like Tool to go seeing Cher. I said, well, my friend invited me and I like Cher. Come on. You know, I, I think people think that they can categorize you by what you listen to. You know, it's like, oh, one minute you like this and the next minute. It's like it's music. You know, it's it's universal. I mean, here's the thing. 
if concerts came back and I was invited to go see the chicks, you know, that's their new name, the chicks. I, I would totally go. I know some people who don't like them because, oh, what they said about George W. Bush. Who cares? I've always loved the music. It's exceptional, you know, and I mean, you know, the Grammys don't always get it right. Okay. But when it came to the chicks, you think about it. Every album that they've ever put out, they've won Grammys for. Okay. From 1998 to 2006, every album, and they've won Best Country Album four times more than anybody. They won Album of the Year, Record of the Year for their last album. They got a new album out. Sounds great. You know, um, I think they're going to, you know, make a return to the Grammys. And like I said, this this is low-key. I love music. Whether it... Now the microphone's playing with me. Whether it gets an award or not, really, it's not. But that's just a statistic right there. You know, it's like, okay, they they got that right. You know, I know people are still crying because, you know, the Grammys won't give Beyonce album of the year. Here's the thing. She may never win it. It's like Eminem. Look at Eminem. Love him or hate him. He probably will never win album of the year. And I know never say never. That's why I said never. And um, at the same time, you think of the people who won. Look at the Beatles. The Beatles won Album of the Year once. They were nominated multiple times. Never won Record of the Year. And it's awards, you know. It's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, too. You think of the people who aren't in there. And then you think of the people who are. Okay, let's get real here. Judas Priest. You know, um, I, can't, I can't talk about them enough. I'm such a, such a big Judas Priest fan. And yes, I did pre-order Rob Halford's autobiography. That's how much a fan I am. It's like, all right, Halford. Um, you know. It's, it's, a, it's, you, you got to, you know. And um, I'm supposed to be recording this week, and I'm going to probably start tomorrow. I don't want to burn the midnight oil, because here's the thing. I, I love the late night, but I love sleeping, too. There is something very familiar about sleeping. I think we don't get enough of it. I think during these crazy times, this was society's way of slowing down. You know, everyone was fast-paced. And yes, even if you're working from home now and it's still fast-paced, you know, in terms of the society, everyone's just running on adrenaline and coffee and not cigarettes. I'm not going to mention cigarettes because I'm not a big fan of cigarettes. Although if you're Katie Lang and she did a whole album on cigarette smoke, but she's a non-smoker, you know. So, you know, it's it's low-key. And... um yeah it's um it's one of those things you know and um i'm looking at my room because i seriously need to rearrange it i need to clean it i need to i mean it is long overdue for spring cleaning it's overdue for uh you know an event cleaning and you know i'm looking at um 
<laughs> all the knickknacks that I have, chakra, pyramids, a skull, some candles, my manifestation candle. I do take that. I, I even have the soap. You have to start from the bottom of your feet and work your way up to your head. So, um, we'll, we'll see, you know, I believe in it. And then of course I have my gratitude wall that my friend suggested. I hope he's doing well. Um, the nine 11 anniversary is really tough for him. He's a New Yorker. I know a lot of New Yorkers, brave, brave individuals who were, um, working that day and they tell me it was tough. Um, but also my friend that I just mentioned, his birthday is this month. Um, he's got a good birthday coming up. So, you know, he stays young at heart. He's like me. He's a kid at heart. You know, you just, you can't get rid of that. It's, it's within your psyche. It's within your DNA. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty thankful these times and, you know, um, just the opportunities that are presenting themselves. You know, this show, I say, you know, I want it to be successful. I feel that it already is successful. You know, the numbers will come when they come or when, you know, Andy Rooney says they will. <laughs> He's in the afterlife somewhere floating around. Um, but yeah, you know, I have a good feeling about this show after today, I don't want to talk about any more politics. I mean, if I sounded angry on the show, um, you know, that's that's probably a sign that I shouldn't talk about them. And then at the same time, I think of um, people who I've learned from in this business of talking to people. You know, that at the same time, you don't always have to talk about it. You know, you can do things, you can support things, you can do your part. But at the same time, and yeah, I'm, I'm aware that I have this platform. You know, I'm not Oprah. Hey, I'd like to be Martha Stewart, though. I mean, you know, have my own, uh, you know, um, ranch like that. With a bunch of tree houses, though. Because, you know, I've been re-watching Treehouse Masters. See, I'm taking it there. It's the Dr. Zeus podcast, you know. We've got time. Or as, um, what's-her-face said to, Jan you know, uh, Sean Connery when he played Bond for the final time. We've got time to kill. Yeah, and then he, la he later shot her with something and she blew up, you know. So, um, this is different than last year, you know. Um... I will say within the land of my life that I feel a lot freer than I did last year. Last year was a lot of issues, a lot of um, self-conscious, feeling self-conscious, feeling um, not worthy, feeling that I... W that I wasn't doing the right thing, you know, um, I, every day was bombarded with people who would judge me and I feel safe now that I can talk about it, you know, um, when I left, I lied and said, oh yeah, oh, that's okay, and all the 
all the while I wanted to say the truth, but I thought, you know what? I'm not burning any bridges here. But last year was, oh God, in the words of a lot, last year was a difficult year. It was, it was difficult. Not as difficult as this year. This year has been crazy health-wise. But last year, and then dealing with the health stuff, but then the stress, the stress of just being around negative bullshit. Or as my friend of this show, Exotic Asian Cherry Blossom, whom I love dearly, who's been on this show many times, said to me, low-functioning motherfuckers. I was around low-functioning motherfuckers. I'll say it a third time. Low-functioning motherfuckers. And then I encountered that again this year. And I took myself out of the equation for that. Because all I could think was her saying, low-functioning motherfuckers. You need to get away from those motherfuckers. It's like, okay, fuck them. <laughs> you know. So we throw that in there. It's late night. It's low key. Um, it's the Dr. Zeus podcast. You know, this is like I said, you're going to think I'm stoned and I'm not. I'm very relaxed. I know that people throughout the years when they look at pictures of me or my eyes. Here's the thing. I have dark eyes. So if I don't get a lot of sleep, you can see it. And so people misinterpret and misunderstand. I think I'm stoned. I haven't been stoned since college that was a long time ago and yes i had friends who you know the contact high Ooh, i feel i have to go to carl's jr right now at two in the morning you know um i kind of watch whom i'm around now and um you know some people would say that's not right but i have to i have to um you know, I try to make wise decisions. You know, it doesn't... Sometimes it turns out for the best. Uh, I try not to fall into regret. It's like, okay, this you did this because of this. There's a reason. There's a point to that. As the late Bill Hicks would say, there's a point. There's a point to it, okay? Because it's a ride, you know? And... um I had wanted to talk about this yesterday, how, you know, we always, people are clamoring when it comes to the paranoia, paranormal, you know, I truly believe in it and I truly do. There's something beyond all of this, you know, it's not just lights out. It really isn't. And I'd love what Betty, Betty White's take on it. She said her mother um, her mother lived to be really old and she said, oh, you know, whenever someone would die, she says, I guess they know the secret now, you know. And so, yeah, it, like I've said multiple times, it's like something out of Beetlejuice, you know, draw a door, OK, because you're going to Deo all night long. OK, um, I think a lot of us want to haunt houses just for fun, just for shits and giggles. You know, we could be on TV. <laughs> Tombstone, Arizona. Okay. Um, you know who I'd like to ask about that? I wonder if he did that. If Val Kilmer did a seance with the real Doc Holliday. That, that really is the vibe right there. Is to say, 
that you talk to the real Doc Holliday to get his blessing for playing him on screen, okay? To say, oh, hey, Doc Holliday, I'm going to play you. I bet you Doc Holliday's pissed that Val didn't even get nominated for that performance. That is such an amazing performance. In each Halloween for the past three years, I've dressed up as Doc Holliday. Has it been three years or two years? I think it's two years. Two years, yeah. As Doc Holliday, you know, I'm your Huckleberry. Johnny Ringo, you look like somebody just walked all over your grave. My fight's not with you, Holiday. Oh, I beg to differ. We started something, we didn't get to finish it. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't as sick as I made out to be, Wyatt. My hypocrisy goes so far. I love that. I that movie i remember as a teenager i didn't like it because my mother and them would want to watch it oh oh kurt russell but you know i I wasn't in the mindset to watch the westerns i didn't get into tombstone till i was in my 20s you know it took a while you know there are certain things that you don't like when you're a teenager and then you get into your 20s and you like them and it's like okay you know and you know it's never i told you so no you know you when you're ready for it you'll get to it okay it's as simple as that um i have a lot of movies i gotta watch i got a lot of things i have to do you know i'm i'm trying to stay active i'm trying to stay busy um maybe that's why i've been doing three shows so if people are like well excuse you have a lot of time in your hands I'm trying to stay productive and doing it in this fashion with this microphone. It's almost like I'm having sex with the microphone. Okay. Hey, Drake, what's up? I started out as a bottom. Now I'm here. (laughs) Unpleasant dreams.